<laughs> I love that you guys keep making everything un. Usable and usable. Yeah, it's like I just. It's like every, some will have something, and then like one of you will say something else. I'm like, well, there goes that. Um, Everything goes for the next two. If weeks. we don't want it to be in the podcast, we can just say like a That's couple true. of things that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, there you go, because that's not going in. <laughs> yeah. Um. But hey, it's it. You get you get two weeks, right? Two weeks while this thing is while the while there's an injunction or whatever, and we'll see what the random transfers can do for two weeks. It'll be fun. CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for the sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place where Franklin State's in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, December the 13th. Santa is uh, ready in his sleigh, um, all kinds of fun stuff ahead in the next couple weeks. Um, before we get there, we, we got to record podcasts and, you know, make the donuts and such. Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First in Fishersville, board moderator du jour himself, David Spencer on the show. How's it going, my friend? Going pretty well. I am taking a momentarily a momentary break from uh, Twitter sleuthing to figure out who we're after. Um, I'll update you during the podcast. Who Dave's on the board at Who Dave's on Twitter. And in Charlottesville, editor-in-chief himself, Justin Ferber, is also on this year's program. How's it going, my dude? I'm excited after we're done recording to spend about an hour looking up random recruits um, and taking a trip down memory lane. Uh, Mason <laughs> Thomas? Anyone? Zach Jones? Wow. At Justin uh, underscore Ferber on Twitter. Uh, Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. Um, the the game that Ferber's referring to, like, I don't want y'all, I'm not even going to pretend here. The it's other not night, even a game. No, <laughs> but we, were, we recorded the podcast, and then I swear to you, we sat here for like an hour extra, and we were just like going through different recruiting classes. Um, mainly because Dave had this, um, I don't want to say, was like an idea but more like a um an argument a, po- a, po- a position he posited so to speak that uh the virginia in-state classes have just been really rough the last few years and so i started top looking 10. at it, and i was like the top 10 it's, it's, okay yeah. sorry specifically the top 10 and then you start looking at it and you're like unless you're only talking like a couple of states all of the top 10s are crap like yeah. like in terms of if you're using the metric of in these players were are now in the pros right not like these dudes had good college careers, but like, are they still, are they on NFL rosters? And like, you, it doesn't take I me, mean, if you go to like a random state and you just look at the top 10 f- from like seven years ago, there's usually not a lot of pros. You know, you might get one, maybe two. Now, your exceptions are Florida, Georgia, Texas, you know, that kind of stuff. But even some of those were a little bit like, woo. Um, so yeah, a lot of weren't even that great in college. Yeah. We, we yeah. played this game or, you know, went down this rabbit hole um, for a long time the other night. Um, and then Ferber just kind of kept <laughs> occasionally sending us links. Uh, it, it's a, if you ever just just like pick a random year and just go back and look at the top 10 in the state. 
or even just like look back at the recruiting classes and man, you, you, there's a lot of stuff that'll just kind of, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that guy com- completely forgotten about that dude. So anyway, it's a, um, this is very much like us talking about our fantasy football teams, right? Like us, you know, yeah. talking about a thing that was interesting to us a week ago. Anyway, um, speaking of fantasy football, in some ways, I swear to you, the portal feels like fantasy football to me in the sense that like the, the, the connections that are made just seem so random. Right. And so like, if you're somebody and you're, you're waiting for, you know, it's August and you're waiting for your, uh, fantasy football draft and stuff. And you, you, you've got like an idea of who, you know, you'd like to pick up or whatever. And then the, the draft order comes out and you know, somebody's on auto draft or whatever. Next thing you know, you've actually got like really good choices. Um, I feel like there's a handful of college teams that probably feel that way, right? Apparently, if you're you're looking for a quarterback and you're Notre Dame, you can just go raid the ACC's top dude that year, um, or the top dude, I guess, in the portal. Um, and it feels like, in a lot of ways, there's just so so much musical chairs happening right now. Um, but I feel like I feel like this way, this year there's just been so many guys in the portal, and I don't think I've seen a whole lot of dudes having made their decisions yet. There certainly have been some. Uh, and UVA has been the beneficiary of, of several, um, which we're going to discuss this evening. Obviously, um, you know you can't you can't pull in um, you you can't have needs and miss on dudes in the portal anymore, right? I think one of the ex- one of the things that we kind of took away from this past season, Ferber, was that that UVA missed on several of its transfer guys, especially uh, in, in terms of the offensive linemen, right? They thought I think there were going to be guys who were going to you know, be major contributors right away. And those, some of those guys just were not ready for that. Now, some dudes have eligibility left. We'll see how things pan out there. Um, of UVA's three transfer guys thus far, how are you, who's the guy you're most excited about? Um, and, and give me some background as to why that's why, why you feel that way. Hmm. I think they're all talented. Um, and, and have upside. I would say Tyree's probably the one that I'm most excited about because of his ability to sort of make plays and, and um, you know, create big plays. So that's something that UVA really needs. And and Malik Washington maybe wasn't the most explosive player in the country, but he certainly made a, a lot of five and six yard catches into, you know, 30, 40, 50 yard plays. And, and that's what UVA needed. That's, you know, really, I think what fueled their offensive improvement um, I'm excited to see what UVA can do with him if they can replicate what they did with Malik Washington. And I don't think like that necessarily means you have to go out and get a guy that's going to catch 114 passes or whatever it was, um, but sort of just replicate the the playmaking ability, the yards, the touchdowns, um, the ability to keep a defense honest and be used in multiple ways. Um, I'm I'm really excited about that um, element of his game and. You know, seeing what if UVA can maybe find a way to do it with him, what they did with Washington and, you know, like I think what they did with Washington, you have to give Washington himself credit for for his improvement. But you also have to remember, like he wasn't expected to be what he was. I mean, we thought he'd be pretty good, but pretty good to me was like maybe like 40, 50 catches, maybe more, but certainly not what he ended up being. And, and and that's kind of evident, I think in like, you know, he wasn't on anyone's list as like, watch this guy for this year, you know? Um, and Tyree is, is more explosive and sort of well-known. So I'm excited to see if they can find a way to use him and, you know, get him the ball in space and let him do his thing. First off, every time you said Washington, cause we, we just like commonly referred to him as Malik all the time. 
every time you said Washington, I was thinking it was like a Hamilton thing. And cause, <laughs> cause Ferber does that. And it really would take me like a half a second after you would say Washington to, to realize like, Oh no, he's, he's still talking about football. That one announcer did say it must be nice to have Washington on your side. I know. Whatever. Right. BC he did. Game. Um, I think so your 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 point about sort of the the use of of Tyree is really interesting because I feel like in in a lot of ways the blueprint is there especially because he's not just a receiver running back kind of guy he's also a return man um and will give them a variety of different options i I think the biggest challenge that Tyree is gonna face and Dave I want to get your kind of viewpoint on this I think the biggest um sort of challenge he'll face is that like Malik wasn't just popping off to Ferber's point, like, you know, huge chunk plays. I mean, he was taking a lot of contact. Um, and I'm really curious to see um, how Chris can kind of handle that kind of contact. And will he continue to be able to get the yards after contact that, that Malik was able to rack up? I, I think one thing that's unfortunate about this situation is that like Malik's success is so not normal. And what I mean by that is like think about the best wide receiver seasons you've seen at UVA, right? And the idea that the best wide receiver season we've basically seen outside of touchdowns, right, has been by a guy who was in the offense for like 37 seconds before the thing happened for him, right? It's 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 kind of preposterous when you really you when you really think about it. It's one thing for a guy to have a great season. It's another thing for a guy to have like an historic season and then to do it in this fashion. I, in some ways, I feel like Chris Tyree is sort of in a tough spot because they're, the expectations because of Malik's incredible year are e- extremely high because Malik was just a, you know, he was a guy that some people had heard about, but he wasn't like a name dude coming from like a football factory, right? This is Chris Tyree who is in-state kids, you know, that name carries weight, right? The, the fact that he comes from where he comes from, um, that he went to Notre Dame, I, I think there's a real... In the transfer portal era, I think you're going to start to see guys who gravitate back home. And I don't mean that just in the context of Virginia. I think that's going to be something you're going to see more likely across the board, right, Um, is that sense of comfort. In basketball, a lot of times you see these bounce-back recruitments, right? Guys who end up at a school, Virginia has obviously been the beneficiary here too, right? These bounce-back dudes who, um, hey, you were close with this school, before and then you land there i'm not saying that that's not also going to be a thing in football but i think geography might make a bigger impact on the football side dave what do you think about tyree i'll get to your 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 favorite among the group here in a minute but but to ferber's point about sort of the 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 way they use him how would you like to see um uva use him and do you feel like the the amount of pressure is that's on him is maybe even exponentially higher but or just higher because of what Malik did last year. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit a lot of what I was going to say. Like, Malik was, I mean, I don't want to say it's a one, you know, a once in a 10 year thing you're going to see out of a transfer, but, you know, he came in and basically doubled his career yardage and, and had a year that it's going to be impossible for anyone to match. Like, yeah, nobody, I mean, nobody can realistically expect another, a replication of that, the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, because of the success he had is probably one of the reasons Tyree is coming to UVA. Um, you know, they, you've kind of got a, you got film to show, show him like how we're going to use you. Now, the difference is, you know, Tyree started as a running back. So there is that element of it, of his game where you can, 
you know, they lined Malik up in the backfield, but he didn't really have any experience as a running back. So just that little wrinkle, I think, could offer a different um, a different option for the offense when he's in. Um, but, yeah, I think coming, expecting him to come in and fill the shoes and be exactly what Washington is is, is probably unrealistic. Um, but for the most part, like, the offense has got – got a lot of production to replace and it's going to have to be between Tyree doing a chunk of what Washington did and the other receivers stepping up. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think he's a talented guy who wants to, you know, kind of show his stock as a wide receiver, you know, to give himself a shot in the league. All right. You did it too. You called him Washington and my brain still broke. I don't understand what that is. I just don't think of him as Washington. Maserati as Malik. Malik. <laughs> um, in terms of the favorite, who, who's your guy, Dave, of the three? Is it also Tyree? Do you, is that, is that the dude? Yeah. I mean, about? I like Neville a lot. Um, but I mean, I think when you're, when your offense was largely based around the guy who's similar to Tyree, you, you gotta like Tyree the most. Um, but look, Neville's really good too. Um, you know, if I know we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, but you know, the offense, the Chad Morris offense, which we're not running a whole lot anymore, but there's some elements to it still, still in what we do, you know, relies heavily on the tight end. And we never really saw that outside of the UNC games the last two years. Right. So I like what Neville brings and he has another guy coming back home, a talented, a talented dude. So not only that, like he's a, he's a good blocker too, so he's going to help you in that aspect. Because look, love it, you know, like it or not, Virginia's got to get better at running the ball. Um, because even last year with a successful passing game, you just can't. It's hard to win games when you when you're one dimensional. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm I'm in agreement with you guys in in large part because of the multifaceted skill set that the kid brings. I also feel like, listen, we have been, you know, fair to say critical of coaching decisions, uh, various things. I mean, we had a whole podcast the other week where I, I'm, I, should we take a victory lap for all the tweeting we've seen? Cause I feel like we should take a victory lap for all the tweeting we've seen. Cause I don't I, know. I think it stopped pretty quick. Dave literally said, send a tweet, Jim Ryan. And like now Jim Ryan's Twitter is all the Twitter. Um, that would be a really good title for the podcast episode if Twitter. And, was but the coaches and the coaches got excited when Tyree announced, but they really have been crickets since. So, you know, there's still work to do. Incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> Incomplete. I mean, I think there is one element. And I don't know if you were going to go there, Brad, but I think there's one piece of this um, that is important to mention, and that's that kind of like portal. The portal is a two way street, right? So like your success in the portal shouldn't, you know, like I was thinking, you know, they have all these like portal grades. Now the portal grade should really in include what you kept, what you were able to keep out of the portal. Um, because I think that's for this UVA roster, probably almost as important. Agreed. Um, and, and not to diminish or, you know, um, speak badly about any of the guys that have entered, but let's be honest, they haven't really lost a lot of production. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys yeah, I mean, that have Lex left Long probably one. Lex Long is the biggest one. Yeah, the, uh, most of the guys are depth guys or guys that just haven't played. Um, and we'll see. I mean, tomorrow, who knows is going to go in the portal? You know, you, I don't want to make a blanket statement that everything's great, but clearly they've done what they needed to do to convince guys um, that it's worth it to to give it a go here, stick around. Um, you know, there's a path to the field. There's a path to, you know, the degree, there's a path to, 
whatever it is that they're looking for, um, NIL, whatever. Um, and they've done a pretty good job with that. I mean, honestly, and, and I don't think it's the easiest sell. And and part of that's a self-made problem, right? <laughs> because you're losing games. Um, yeah. But, you know, so far, I mean, the, the returns yeah. have been pretty good on that front. So. Well, that, yeah, I was I was going in that direction because I was going to say we've been a little critical um, of them. And, I, and I, I think we've been fair. You know, there have definitely been times where we were fired up. But I think that given the circumstances on the ground, it made sense. They deserve the flowers. Um, for one, to Ferber's point, keeping some of the guys that they've kept, you know, um, I, you know, I don't, I would rather not have lost Lex Long because I think he's a really talented kid and he has a lot of potential. But in terms of proven production, you know, you can't really argue, um, that that nowadays, is, if that's your biggest loss, then you got through basically. You, yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, and Matt, ask Duke how they're feeling. Right. Like there are lots of teams that would, you know, be very happy to be in UVA situation in terms of the in terms, you know, strictly in, in, in speaking about the, the guys they've lost. I also think you got to give them credit for bringing in guys that they brought in. Right. They had an all American wide receiver and have gone out and found a guy who feels like he's sent straight from central casting to fill that exact role. Right. Think about skill set. You think about measurables, all of it. Right. He, you know. He feel he he looks and and like the you know he looks like he fits the part perfectly, um, and he's a guy you know an in state guy. I mean it, it was it was kind of uh, a perfect situation. Um, they've gone out and gone gotten another in state guy, um, who who seems to fit what they kind of need. Um, you know it was one tight end was one of those positions we talked about considering what they were going to lose, and they knew they were going to lose off the roster because of. Um, um, you know, dudes coming, you know, losing eligibility. And then Josh Rollins, and, you know, if you think about it, we, we, we mentioned Lex Long Rollins is actually a pretty decent, um, a lo- decent loss. It's, it's not earth shattering. And I don't mean that as any disrespect to him, um, from a production standpoint. I mean, he was a guy who I think felt like he was starting to really put it together. And I, and I would be really curious to see what he's like in 2024. Um, now that he's able been, you know, kind of been able to stay healthy and that kind of thing. Um, cause he had some real bad luck at the beginning of his career. Um, and you know, it, it, it looked at least to me like he was a guy who was really starting to, it was starting to click. Um, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose, lose that piece of it, but no, I, I think that they deserve credit for doing what they've done both to keep the guys and to get the guys they've gotten. Now they, they clearly have more work to do. I'm, I'm certainly not like letting them off the hook and saying, yep, these three, that's great. You know? All done. Well, here. also now you have to go win with them. So like you kept no, them. No, for sure. Now you got to yes. Now you got to no, make it no. worth it. <laughs> yeah, trust yeah, me. Exactly. Because look, man, they Dave. were three and nine last year, right? I mean, they're getting a lot of guys back, and you know, there's still some guys with eligibility who haven't said one thing or the other, but I think we're assuming they're back. Um, some are not, like Ahern. Yeah, we know he's out. Um, but even if you keep all these guys, you know, and if you look at the three guys they got, you know, Ty, they're trying to. Basically, Tyree is your Washington replacement. We just discussed that. Like the chance of him doing what Washington did are are slim. Like he can be really, really good and not be what Washington was. Um, and I think that's Neville's why they're replaced. trying to get like three receivers to basically replace Washington's yeah, production. They haven't yet, so <laughs> yeah, and no. But I think I mean I think that's how most teams would try. You would have to. Yeah. You can't just be like, let's just replace him with one guy. <laughs> like, yeah, we talked about it in our text thread last night. Like Virginia Tech is you know, talking about their four guys returning and they had the exact same, you know, about the same amount of yards as Washington did last year. So um, that's how crazy his year was. 
and then you know Neville is is basically replacing Mish and hopefully with more production, but again, not a not a proven thing. And then Lex Long, some in some ways is you know Corey Thomas is your Lex Long replacement, um, or that role, you know, that sinker Lex Long role. But in many ways, like the team, they haven't added a whole lot that makes you think the team is going to be considerably better next year. So that's it's, a really good point, Dave. They've yeah. they've basically brought back to status quo, but they were three and nine. They need more to move the needle. Yeah, that's, so they're going to need development. So you have to believe that the guys you have are making yeah. a big step, and that's possible because you know they're returning what the top seven on the offensive line. Um, and the and two big freshmen that didn't leave. I mean, like those yeah. guys could exponentially yes. grow. That's a good yeah. point too. Like, cause you know, we think of cam and AC 10 as being these like really talented youngsters, but like they got a lot of seat time this year. And you know, if you're, if you're thinking about sort of the, the, um, you know, the expert, you know, the exponential growth that could be in front of them, you know, just think about like a normal progression from year to year, like their their sophomore year, they should be, you know, significantly better. Now I know from at least from the quarterback position, you can't you kinda can't say that it's gonna be Calandria's team, though it definitely feels like it's gonna be Calandria's team. Um and how the staff sort of navigates that situation going forward will be really curious to to see. But yeah, it it it's it's not just enough to replace the, some of the dudes you're losing you need better guys to step into other roles I think we all agree they need more Dave what's the where what's your you only get to pick one spot you can put one guy on the team and you don't have to say who the dude is but yeah. what's your one spot what's your what's your most glaring need in your opinion um, a dominant pass rusher you know and and those guys cost money um, but you know, there that's what Virginia needs someone to disrupt every play they've got some guys with who have shown that ability at times, but not consistently over a season. Um, and look, there you've got some depth at defensive back that's unproven, and you know maybe you know um, Coach Cox has shown the ability to coach those guys up. But you know you can have the best DBs in the world if you can't get after the quarterback. So yeah, you know someone to pair up with. You know even though Chico's back and Cam Butler's back, and you know you got Ben Smiley and. And Carter and, and you know Buchanan showed flashes last year. Obviously, you got Cam. You can you can blitz and James Jackson. But it'd be nice to have just someone who could just you know someone you have to game plan for that that kind of guy. Yeah, unlikely Virginia will be able to pull that guy out of the portal because everyone in the country needs them, and some schools have money to bury five or six of them on their roster. Um, but yeah, Virginia's got to find that guy. Ferber, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, I just think like that's the element of their team that was missing the most this year was just, I mean, the pass, they were last in the nation in sacks or something, I think. Um, you know, that's got to improve, whether it's the guys that are back being healthy and better or someone coming in and doing it. But yeah, that's got to change. Um, if I was going to another position where I feel like they need somebody, DB is the one that kind of stands out, especially corner, um, just because, you know, you're losing a lot of guys there and, like Dave said, a lot of unproven depth. Um, and, you know, it would be good to have like a plug and play starter. And it seems like they're, you know, trying to make that happen. Um, and then I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, running back. Like, I mean, who do you guys know who the running backs are? <laughs> like, it's basically four. There's four guys on scholarship, I believe. Yeah. So that's not enough. Um, no. Especially when none of them are really a starter. I mean, Kobe Pace is the closest you have, 
Um, and maybe Xavier Brown. I was going to say, I think Xavier Brown and Kobe Pace make a really nice one, too. The question is, what do you do on third down, right? Yeah, and it's like, and Xavier Brown is a completely unproven commodity. I mean, he had like one. I wouldn't say he's completely unproven. I would say he's unproven. He's he's yeah. shown enough in games to make me think that there's something there, right? They clearly and, trusted him as a freshman when they had more depth right. to play. I believe Chris yeah. Tyree has the most rushing yards on our roster next year. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. That's too. without a doubt true. <laughs> unless, again, unless like, Pace you don't know has, if Pace they promise him we're not going to use you at running back if you come. Like, we're going to let you work at wide receiver, but, you know, things change. Yeah, pop passes for life. Yeah. I would, I, you know, I'm not saying the pass rusher thing is wrong. I wouldn't mind a good, a good offensive lineman, though, like – Sure. If you could, it, oh no, I like one too. But you asked for one. <laughs> not, no, no, I'm saying, but like for me, because I mean, you guys have talked about several positions in addition to the pass rusher. I think that if if there is a glaring need, it is that pass rush. If there's like a one B to that, I think it's an offensive lineman, a, a tackle specifically. Like, I, I feel like Virginia would be much better off if they could set the edge. You know what I mean? And part of my problem with Part of my problem with trying to figure out what Virginia's offense is going to look like next year is, yeah, okay, Calandra takes a step forward. You've got some good weapons around him still. Let's say the, the the tight end fit was perfect. Okay, is he still running for his life? Because if he's still running for his life, then what all what's different? You know. Now, granted, you would hope that in another year, a lot of the guys because they have so much back, you know, you're able to take some steps forward. Um, and I'm not saying that they won't. I'm just saying that, you know, I would really like the situation a lot better if they had one other piece at least. Um, so if you if I if the, you know, the hypothetical is a little bit um, unfair because real, you know, real talk, if they only if they only take one more guy. I don't care if it is a dominant pass rusher. They're still going to be in some some dire straits, right? They need more. Yeah. Than gonna need going to need more than one guy. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I think, think they can take five or six more um, and then. You know, there's also the spring window. You know, Virginia's right. probably going to lose some more people, um, so the number could go up. But yeah, I think you need an interior lineman and you know for depth, a proven one, and then you know then a tackle, um, especially yeah. to, you know especially to compete for that right side job. Because if in many ways it felt like from the center and you know the center left guard and left tackle got decent as the year went on. Right. You know, no one played well against Tech, but that's a different story. Yeah. But that I right feel- side center certainly struggled. You know, I feel like next week when we talk about signing day and we talk about the class that Virginia is bringing in, you know, there's going to be there's going to be plenty of folks who are going to look at ratings, rankings, and that kind of stuff and just take away, um, you know, what they take away. But I but I'm curious, to wonder, you know, when we when we talk about sort of the the big picture, where things are, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into sort of trying to navigate the way the portal and high school recruiting mesh. Um, I still think Virginia is going to need some of these young kids to step up next year. Um, you know, it might not be the degree to which Calandria and Cam Robinson had to. Um, ideally you're hoping that that is the case that it, right. That it's not the same sort of situation, but in terms of the, you know, the guys we're going to talk about next week and, you know who who needs to who needs to to be a dude they can like actually go to. Um, I, I just have no doubt that they're going to be those dudes uh, in that class that they're good. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're just going to need to to lean on a little bit more. 
Um, and I think once we once we get to signing day is when you you're going to sign a signing day and you, you're now you have a feel for you know probably what your coaching staff looks like because that's when the coaching changes if there are any will happen right. Um, most of the time for most teams that's when the you know um, the moves come about. And I think we're at least expecting some sort of change in terms of how they handle special teams. Now, whether they do it differently in terms of personnel, you know, that's TBD. But I, I feel like we all sort of understand there's going to be some change to special teams. They can't, can't keep doing what they've been doing and think that it's going to sort of be the thing. All right. Now, we, we talked about the, you know, if you could have one position. Um, is there a guy out there right now for you, Ferber, um, who you think – makes the most sense is probably the guy that if you had to bet would be the dude that you think would land for it, you know, would be, would land in Charlottesville in terms of, it doesn't have to be a specific, you know, that specific position, but just in general, is there a guy that you're the most confident in Virginia getting in the portal? Yeah. I mean, I think if Caleb Williams decides not to go pro and goes in the portal, <laughs> uh, you have to take him. I mean, <laughs> one specific guy. I mean, I'm trying to think about guys that they're after, right. You know, because it doesn't really make sense for me to name like Walter <laughs> Nolan or somebody like that. Um, man, that's tough. All right. Well, let me, let me, let me ask. Dave I like first. the Gibbs. I like the Gibbs kid from Rhode Island, the, the corner who right. is on grounds. Um, he's, I like him too. Cause he's got multiple years of eligibility left. Um, and, and there's been a few guys like that out there. Um, he would be up there. Uh, Trell Harris, the receiver from Kent State. Um, when I when I saw the offer, I was like, it was right after they took Tyree, and I was like, hmm, is that kind of like stepping on the same territory? But he can he can really run. Um, and I think they just, you know, with Calandria, especially if he plays like a gambler type quarterback that can make plays down the field, extend plays game breaker type players. I think Malachi is going to be steady and, and give you what you need and, and help you move the chains. But if you can surround him with guys that are, you know, can take the top off a of defense or just break a play from underneath. Like, I think that is huge. Yeah, I would agree with that. Dave, what about you? I mean, one player. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Dave wants a kickoff specialist. Yeah. I would love a kickoff <laughs> specialist. That'd be a great. dude who can kick the thing 75 yards. Yeah, whoever that Cowboys guy is, does he have a brother? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> have you, a brother? you sent me, you sent me a Austin P punter the other day or something. Oh yeah, the, was, the rugby style punter. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. Like, I mean, I still think pass rusher is good, but if you look at like, I got some things I do to kind of figure, this staff is pretty coy. They don't hand out offers until they like a guy or whatever it is. So there's not a lot of offers out there. I think by my count, five. And three of them are committed. Um, Mahoney, they just offered tonight, uh, DB from UMass. Um, but I can't figure out a – there's been a couple of, like, defensive and outside linebackers. They've kind of suspiciously followed on Twitter or whatever, but there hasn't been any traction with any of them. So that – and the same kind of goes for, you know, linebacker prior to Thomas popping up. So I don't have one. Like, there's – a the problem with those guys, like I said, is if they're really good and you know them, like everyone's going after them. So maybe that's why we haven't seen it. But yeah, I, I like, um, God, what's the, the Metcalf? I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, right. the offensive lineman. I mean, I like him just cause he's got some history with, with Hef and he can play all three 
you know, interior spots on the and offensive the line. Yeah, and the backpipes. That's right. And he rocks the pit vipers. The uh, if he does come, they should have him lead the Wahoo walk. Yeah, they should you with, with the bagpipes and just do something different. Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, I think if I then, had to, um, oh, sorry, ahead. Dave, go ahead. No, I was gonna say there's a lot. There's a lot of guys out there, but you know, um, Justin mentioned. I'm trying to think who Justin mentioned, didn't mention that. Uh, I, really I mean, there's like. a there's some other DBs out there for sure. Well, speaking of, all right, so speaking of DBs, what if I told you you could go get you a uh, a junior Nickelback? All right, who Croker? Who had my God? Who had 128 yeah. tackles and 16 TFLs? Yeah, in the ACC. Um, he just it, went in today, right? Yeah, Brandon Johnson from Duke. He's probably. Yeah. The I was dude. like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw it um, when I saw his name. I was mm-hmm. like, see, now my guess is, is a I guy did like, like that, all those Duke like safeties that went in. I was like, I would be on all these dudes. Seriously, <laughs> basically, That's anybody PJ on Duke's three, defense, right? I would one hundred percent take anybody on Duke because, like, I mean, listen, you, you right, we wrong, or indifferent, didn't. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, like those dudes. I mean, they were physical as hell. And if there's anything I think Virginia's defense could really use, is yeah, it's that sort of defensive mentality. My guess is, I is think that he Johnson, went to high school with Twitty, didn't he? Uh, Newton Cor, maybe, maybe. Um, I can't think of um, Dak's high school off the top of my head. Uh, give me like fourteen. It didn't seconds. come up in our in our uh, review last week of the players. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say he's definitely on UVA's radar. But Brandon Johnson went to Newton Conover, and uh, Dak and Newton. Why is my Why is my internet going to let me down right now? Uh, no, he's from um, Dak's from Mooresboro. No, okay. He it's was at Thomas Jefferson thing. Academy. It's all the same thing. Dave. And now he's at Thomas Jefferson Academy again. Wow. Well, well done, Ferber. Um, so no, Washington. I, no, this, yeah, yeah, right. Washington Jefferson. Um, I feel like in some ways, you know, there's a weird sort of like expectation setting when it comes to the portal because I think like – like you're going to see a lot of moves either, you know, from guys from, you know, Rhode Island, UMass, that kind of thing, or situations like Northwestern, right? Where Malik comes over from a kind of a, a lateral sort of move. Um, I don't mean this as any disrespect to, to UVA or whatever, but like, I feel like that Johnson kid is leaving Duke cause he's probably going to end up at Texas A&M. Right. Um, maybe he's not, maybe he ends up somewhere else, but a lot of these guys who are leaving really good, you know, whether it's offense, defense, or maybe even teams, right? Who are, especially they've been productive. Like they're probably going to go, they're looking for something different, right? And, you know, I know a lot of people will probably bristle when I say this, but like if you were, if you were a Duke and you can come to UVA, like why wouldn't you just stay at Duke? Now, granted, they got a whole different thing going on, right? Um, but still, you, I mean, you bring up a good point, though. It's like, what's in it for them? Right. Besides like if the you're, degree piece. Yeah. You know, and you're already at Duke, so like you can get that there, you know, like um but yeah, you talked about edge guys, Dave. Like I think that's a that's kind of where I am with that position is like what's in it for the player? Because UVA hasn't really shown an ability to get sacks with this group, right? I mean, they did okay the last in twenty twenty two, but not, not great. Um and this year they were terrible at it. 
So maybe you could say like, I'll beat all those guys out because they're not very good and I'll play. Um, but it's like, are you worried that maybe you're not going to get sacks anyway, because the defense just isn't manufacturing them. Like, you know, so it's like, what's, and it's not like some of the other positions like tight end or even receiver where it's like, Oh, well there's obvious playing time. Like I'm going to just start, you know, home field apparel is back with brand new options for the Wahoos and so much more this year. College basketball season ramping up, there has never been a better time to gear up with officially licensed apparel from Homefield. First-time customers can get 15% off their first order using the code CAVS23 at checkout. Homefield has comfortable, thoughtful selections, not just for UVA fans, but for more than 180 schools across the country. So this will make a great gift option no matter who you pull for. Homefield's plan is simple. Dig through the archives and history of the schools to find unique logos, mascots, traditions, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your favorite school. I love what they've got from the older UVA logos and such, and the quality of the stuff I've gotten from Homefield is second to none. In fact, the hoodie with the Cavalier script across the chest is my go-to no matter what I'm doing. Homefield products are printed on high-quality garments with extreme comfort in mind. So don't miss this fall's hottest styles and the most sought-after apparel. Shop at Homefield today and wear one for the team. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code CAVS23 for 15% off your first order. Thanks to Homefield for their support of this show and all of CavsCorner.com. It should be a very uh, interesting uh, couple of weeks. So I told them before the before we started, I was like, let's let's do some transfer portal stuff, and then afterwards, let's just throw. I just want to throw some stuff out and see what happens. Um, this is completely unscripted, and we're 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 just gonna. I'm just gonna have some fun. Did you guys see the stuff that happened at Louisville today? Yes, I did. All right. So for I you, did dear, not, but dear listener, me. and also Ferber. So this this kid, you know, Louisville announced that there was this kid who was going to go and was going to transfer, and then the kid comes out and is like, "I didn't tell anybody I was going to transfer." <laughs> oh, that's you missed the one piece. Like that kid was doing like a part of some community event they had, right? And they were advertising he's going to be there two hours before he went into the portal. They announced he was going in the portal, right? So it, Started before that, yeah, it was crazy. So, so then they came back later and they said, no, they're actually, you know, he he had actually been dismissed from the team, and then he intim- he he intimated that they were going to that he still wanted to you know continue his basketball career, and so they were wishing him well in the portal or whatever. I, I have I I gotta be honest, like I've never seen <laughs> after the the Stallings era in Pittsburgh, I just genuinely didn't think we were going to see <laughs> somebody else. As woefully like over their head as poor Kenny Payne appears to be in Louisville, and so I want to take I want to I want to figure out like when do we think he's going to get fired? And I know that sounds really bad, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but like, do we think he? Because I'm at a place I'm like, is he going to last the weekend? You know, like, do we think he's going to? Do you think? Do you think he will see UVA this season? Is is a is where I wanted to go with it, right? Um, <laughs> I think they'll give him a year. Just yeah, I think like, what, what's the year. alternative? Like I mean, he, he is, listen, he's lucky their they're, football team is good. They're a laughing stock right now. Like, it's bad, bad. It's they're bad. They're currently bad. losing by 18 to Arkansas State at home. Three and seven, Arkansas State. Losing they by are real Next bad. Stock. Not great. They're like, what, what, was that, Arkansas. what was that thing yeah. Ferber said a few weeks ago? Joke, a joke on wheels or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, which I really do need to use more. Uh, in random conversation. All right. So, <laughs> so Louisville comes to Charlottesville on January the third, um, for a uh, for a matchup with the Who's. 
do you so it, do you think for like how how confident are you that he will be the coach of the team when they do that? I need to look at who their assistant coaches are and see if there's anybody that they would elevate. Oh, Nolan Smith is on. Nolan staff, Smith is there. Oh yeah, um, make him the head coach. I mean, literally, yeah, I, I feel like everything. Well, I mean, yeah. like at least it gives you something for the rest of the season. Like you know, I, I don't know if they'll fire the guy. I mean, why pay him? Like he might just quit and all the nonsense he's dealing with. Um, <laughs> the leggings. But yeah, they're. Yeah, whatever they got to do to get Patino next year, I guess is their plan, right? I feel like he's in a good spot. Can we back up? Is that really? Is that a thing? Is that going to be a thing? Please tell me that's a thing. I think they want that to be worse. Bring back Chris Mack. Yeah. Well. Oh no, they would be. They would. They would take Patino back in a second if they could. Especially now. This is very random about Louisville, but they 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 lost seventy five sixty eight in back to back games. Once to Virginia Tech and once to DePaul. Uh, that DePaul game. DePaul is not good either. Wow. So. Um, yeah, I mean, as bad as Louisville is, they're 176 in Ken Palm. Um, DePaul at right now at 203. Arkansas State at 196. So they've got Pepperdine, and then they get Kentucky on December the 21st. Um, before and that's the game before. Yeah, the I guess you can say all game. bets are off if, if you lose to Kentucky by 50 or something. I mean, Kentucky no, might. will probably be yeah. close. Take, give the points. Like, Louisville shows up for that game. That's, I don't care. That's just it a bad might not program. matter if they show up, though. I mean, no, that I mean is, they didn't they the, beat someone good this year? Oh, they almost beat Texas. Like they had oh, a yeah, good. Was, they went to New York for a couple of days. They were all right. Like yeah. they had a pretty good run there. They also lost to cop. Well, sorry, they also lost to um, Indiana, which was you know we've seen yeah, this that before. was in the New York term. We're Virginia fans. We've seen teams that are crappy who show up against. But they lost to they lost to Chattanooga by ten. Oh yeah, I mean they're terrible. But at home, Chattanooga's they're not terrible because they don't have talent. They're terrible because they're they're just woefully. There's know. no culture or whatever. It's whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no structure bad. there. I thought they were going to um, make like a pretty big improvement this year because of the, they brought in some pretty good pieces. I because thought. Jeff Brom coaches their football team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, not all hires work out, I guess. Right? All right. So, are, are we in agreement? Are we just, are we, are you just going to run through the ACC and just like, you know, talk just about ask some teams. random questions? Um, is, is Louisville, like can, can I throw one out? Is, is Louisville football in a really good place right now? Yeah. They, they might, yeah, they're going to be a problem. Glad they're not our permanent rival for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I mean, because I think they have stability now. Like, Brahms probably not leaving unless he gets the age to coach the NFL or something. Um, but yeah, I think they're probably in a pretty good spot. All right, let's say but, you could. In the let's say in the this is my next random question. Mm-hmm. All right, in the in the current ACC, all right, you could relegate one team. All right, who would like you just who get would rid you of them out? from the league? Yes, you're dropping them. You're dropping them from the ACC to to whatever can you, league. Can you, you, put you kick in. one team out so I don't have to not pick them? <laughs> Can we, can we pick uh, the team who's like bragging about um, the, the new arena being built near their campus that's not near their campus because no one wants yeah, to be what, in Blacksburg? It's an innovation campus. What, okay. Why Why are they involved? Isn't it like why Amazon there... based? Yeah, there's. it's like a partnership where they, they have like a – they're building – I don't know all the details, but yeah, they're building some sort of like, you know – They figured out the way to make people want to go to Virginia Tech is for it not to be at Virginia Tech. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah. It gets their name out there on the building mm. and all that stuff. I don't really know what the, like, what's in there, but actually, yes. Wait, it. scrap that question, Ferber. How do we feel about uh, your 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 Washington teams coming to Virginia? Mm. Is this a good thing to you? Yeah. 
I mean, I think getting a new building is good. I think it not being in DC is kind of weird. Um, but you know, it has the potential to be a pretty nice area over there. They they just opened a metro there. It's like you know, kind of in not industrial, but you know, it's like suburban almost over there now. But it'll it'll change rapidly. I think it'll be nice, but you know, it is kind of weird that it'll be out there and and all that. They're still going to be the Washington Wizards, though, right? They're not going to be yeah, like the yeah, Virginia. Yeah, they're not going to be like the Virginia. I don't yeah, understand. How many... People always get caught up in that, and it's like, do you know how many arenas? Like, you know where the Mets play? They play in Queens. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. To think I don't care about that. Pro teams are actually about... in the city they represent. There's Charlotte. not many. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, there, there are. But, I mean, there but are. They're not in, like, they exist, yeah, they in but it's like there's more teams out in the suburbs and stuff than people realize. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, at least in those situations, the sub, the, a lot of these those suburbs would still call that place home, right? So, like, the Braves might be in Fulton County, but it's still Atlanta, right? Um, I think this is the same thing. You know, but, but yeah, but it's a different state, yeah. right? Like, I'm That's sorry, but if you call them the Virginia Wizards, I probably feel a little differently about them. What about like the New York the, Giants? I don't care. Okay, can't even make listen. A joke about that. Y- y- you can't. <laughs> you, you can't. I, I guess you can't compare. Uh, New York is Giants essentially like the a Jets, metropolis. You know? you know, like I don't care about them. Right, the and Minneapolis the, Lakers moved to Los Angeles, where there are no lakes, and the the New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah, where there is no music. <laughs> this, yeah, I'm, oh, I, now you're just stating historical facts. I'm saying <laughs> that if you, as a as a Virginia resident, if you call them the Virginia whatevers, I feel very different. Dude, Bring let's back the squires. Let's do it. <laughs> like the Wizards are not giving you anything anyway, right? Well, like, the hope cares? maybe. I mean, who knows? They could be good by then. You know, they're going to be tanking for a while. You know, trust the process and all that. But so, I mean, if you call yeah, the Virginia, Virginia Capitals, actually has a good ring to it. I'm just. Saying. I do believe. I do believe in UVA should play a, a basketball game there every year. Shouldn't the Virginia Capitals that. play in Richmond? Let's not confuse this. Right? I mean, let's go. What do we need to do? Let's <laughs> knock down the Coliseum. Let's build them an arena. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the public money going into these things, though. That's that's a that's a yeah. And it seems like this up. project in particular won't really have. I mean, there's public money for infrastructure, which will be like, you know, like metro expansion and all right. that, but parking. Now, I had a I had a friend of mine who was telling me that basically the the metro was like dying. Um, and I have not. I don't say this as somebody who like, obviously, well, it's because people research. aren't commuting to work. I mean, that's like right. a huge, I mean, that's a big part of like the area where Capital One Arena is, is like in an area where there's a lot of businesses and they're just not people just aren't there anymore. Um, so it's kind of like a weird part of D.C. now, but. Anyway, I'm sure people are really excited to hear about that. But what were you going to say before that? Oh, we're relegating a team. Yeah, so um, let's relegate a team. I want to I want to know who you want to kick out, and let's say you gotta you gotta add a, a team from an existing current conference. All right. Ooh, okay. Any um, conference, and we can't relegate really tech because it's too easy. And 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 please, yeah. Please let's say no tech. Yeah. Keep yes. Okay, fine. And keep in the spirit of relegation, you can't add like Oklahoma. All right. Um. Let's not, let's not assume that we are the the, the ACC is somehow team. or another like the you know somebody somebody relatively on the same foot like footing. a non power five. Well, no, no, it's still a power five, but like not like you're not gonna add you know you're not gonna relegate somebody and all of a sudden bring in the best team in that conference. Do you feel me? Okay. Like I understand. I can't kick out um, Boston College for Georgia. Is that what we're telling me? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm telling you. Um, geography trade. doesn't matter because you know geography doesn't matter. And let's not even consider the whole. Let's go with the existing conferences as, as they exist. All right. So if you could kick out one team, so for example, 
would you kick and and you got to do it for all sports. So if if your team is Notre Dame, that's fine. Um, but you're going to relegate one school, and you get to add somebody. Who would you add? Uh, I would say I I, I want to uh, say farewell to our friends at Chestnut Hill. <laughs> um, yeah, bye bye Boston College. In, I mean, like the uh, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, if I was adding the new schools, I would just probably kick out like SMU or whatever. But, um, and I would add Tulane. Tulane, interesting. You get why, you get, why, New, Orle- you get, you get yeah, New Orleans okay. trips. You know they got cool uniforms. It's a good school, good cultural. They've got fit. cool uniforms. Is number two on the list, y'all. I mean, They've there's not cool I, unless you want me to unless you want me to cheat and pick somebody that's like maybe too good. Um, so my first pick, if you were like, you can pick whoever you want, I would pick Kentucky because then you're just loading up the basketball conference. Yeah, that's fair. And they're not terrible at football. They're not great. No, oh no. I mean, they're, well, they're much better than the team that we talk about every week. (laughs) Harsh, but fair. Um, Dave, what about you? What, what team would you relegate? I mean, Boston College is the obvious one. I'm trying to. <laughs> so poor Boston College. I know Boston yeah. College. Is I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, though. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't feel like I they just, bring a lot. I, no, I don't feel than, like they're a very like college Peak, college. But... And honestly, I feel like they're just a little bit better. You know, and this is like they've stomped us quite a bit. They have good football and, and they had good basketball, but in some ways, they feel just like a better version of Boston College to me. Mm. Like it doesn't feel collegey. Um, is it because they play at Heinz Field? <laughs> yeah, I mean Heinz Field and whatever. Um, but who to add is a question for me. Um, I mean, Jim Phillips already tried this. He was like, "Who should we add?" And he picked schools on the West Coast because there mean, was nobody I guess else. I'd go with uh, Utah. We're already going to uh, be out that direction. Uh, oh, westward expansion. Okay. Yeah, gives me you know four kind of from Texas West. Um, that's a what about like answer. Arizona? I really don't want to deal with more Utah stuff after. The Bronco era. We should add See, New Mexico. That's what we should add. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, no, we definitely shouldn't. Although I'm coming back to him in a minute. He's my third. He's my third <laughs> and final one of these. All right. Yeah, I mean, I like Tulane a lot because that gives you a whole new television market. Um, you know who my pick is? Can I can I say my pick? Or are you kicking yeah, out? Sure. Uh, well, okay. Come on, I'm kicking out Boston College. Let's be <laughs> real. No more. No more chips to Connie Forum. Um, give me TCU. Okay. That's yeah, because now you have you had you have two TCU Texas, and SMU two rivals too. Yes, now you you get some packed in rivalry games. They they got the football, basketball sort of. Pay. We get Jamie Dixon back in the ACC, which would you know be a lot of fun for some people. I also think that on some level, like I don't know why, but Kansas State was also on my list in my <laughs> the mind's eye. Of doom, God <laughs> of doom. Um, I mean, Indiana I, would be on my list, but I think they're too. Yeah. Because I love the food there. Um, no, it's a uh, big curtsy. I love the yeah. food there. All right. Last <laughs> question. Also, the, um, also West Virginia, if you want to go into like fit and rivalries and all that from a geographical standpoint. Yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, West, yeah, West Virginia was the same league would be also kind of hilarious. Hilarious. Can, can I read a tweet that just came came out eight minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, referring to a topic we just discussed. Uh, Karan Davis, the player UL. Uh, University of Louisville said requested a transfer and who later himself said that never happened is sitting in the crowd for tonight's Louisville game. (laughs) (laughs) What an embarrassing day for this program all around. Wow. Banner, banner day for the cards. All right. Your last question is a Bronco men and hall special. Are we ready to 
are you ready to see all of the stuff that he's going to copy from UVA in New Mexico? Like, are you, and, yeah. and I realize that's a question that is not really a question. It's more of an opportunity to talk about the thing, but like the level of like the level of cringe that I had, like his, so much of that, that initial introduction felt so like deja vu to me um, to the point where like I was convinced for a little while that he was wearing the exact same suit. Uh, and then I had to go back. Well, and that's look at probably pictures. true. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the same suit. But he did the same thing where it's like he wore a regular old suit and then he just put on the school's tie, right? Um, I guess let's ask it this way. Dave, do you think it'll work? What 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 are your expectations for? Yeah, it'll work. I mean, it worked here until he left. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I mean, basically what he did here, he had done at BYU. He just figured it out there, right? This was his you know, taking the show on the road that he developed, and you can already see it if you watch his presser. It done like the one we saw. It started similar. Like this is my family. You're gonna get me and them and them. The only difference was he didn't have you know didn't have his whole staff together. Um, but I'm sure that press conference is coming up soon. And his soon, kids are so. taller. <laughs> yeah, and, kid, and look, a lot of the criticisms huge. we had on Bronco have already shown up. I mean, who's his defensive coordinator? Um, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I think it'll work just because he's a good coach. You know, he's just quirky. Um, and, you know, he took some time off and he'll do it. I mean, I'm sure it's humbling to him that this is the best opportunity he's gotten since he left. Um, but most schools aren't going to commit a lot of money to you if they're not sure you're in it. Um, but yeah, it'll work because yeah, it'll work. I mean, I don't know what work is in, in New Mexico, right? Like he, he probably won't be fired there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he'll I think he'll, 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 they'll go to bowl games. That's <laughs> kind of where I see the success, um, line is just, they'll, they'll go to bowl games. I don't know that they'll be like really good just because like, I don't, I honestly don't. You know, we can talk about UVA being like a resource deprived place at the Power Five. He's never had to coach at a place like New Mexico, like as a head coach. Um, BYU has resources. Like they're they're different, but like they have a lot of resources. They have oh money. yeah, they got a ton. Now and now he's at a place that's kind of like almost I don't want to say the same situation as UVA. Like, you know, look at how what he's getting paid. I mean, New Mexico is just not on the level of like a power five or a BYU, but I I think he'll go to bowl games. Um he knows what he's doing. He'll be he'll be yeah. good. And and like you mentioned, like him getting that job. I think that that's kind of where I thought he would end up anyway. Because honestly, like, you know, I saw people mentioning him for like bigger jobs, like UVA fans, and I was like, I don't think he's gonna have the interest in those jobs just because like he didn't win enough at UVA for him to be like a slam dunk fit. Like you're not winning the PR war with Bronco if you're hiring him at like Indiana or Duke. Um you might win some games, but like, you know, you can go out and get somebody that's maybe more qualified or more exciting um, than him. You know, a guy that went 36 and 38 here or whatever it was. So, um, and, and I'm not trying to say he wasn't successful here, but like, you know, I, I think that would be a, maybe a tougher sell where at like New Mexico, it's like a coup for them. And I think it's a good fit for, for them. So, yeah, it, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad to see the UVA guys that worked for him, you know, maybe getting some opportunities to move up a level and, get a better you know a shot a shot at like a a solid g5 job um can i just tell you guys we we lost butts right and then trying to pick you on our active staff um Um, i i think um uh one of the strength guys 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. The assistant strength coach is gonna yeah, be whose his, name escapes me. I can see him. Um, this is this is the funniest thing for me. Maybe this is what we get out of here on because I don't want to say anything. I just shouldn't say. Um, so so New Mexico took when first off they grabbed this picture of Bronco walking out of the Orange Bowl and it's just him and a Capital One Orange Bowl logo. I know exactly what right. you're talking about. I saw this and I was like, that is they got. Not just like housed in that game, but he, okay, but yeah, sure, that's what he's going to do for you guys. He's going to take you to the Orange Bowl. All right. Do you know what they did? They took his they took his UVA photo. Okay, his UVA headshot, which had an orange and blue uh, tie. All right, and they just dyed the colors. They photoshopped the colors into black and gray. Now this is very much a thing with coaches where you take them and then you give them a you know you take a you picture take the, lo- the BYU right, logo off logo of his off, jacket and then and you put make it you, blank. and, you, and, and yeah. like so you put the you, UVA did this with Tony Elliott where they tried to take a Clemson hat and make it a UVA hat <laughs> and look just completely ridiculous because like the the logo didn't sit like there's a bend of the hat you know where the where the top of the head is and like they just didn't bend but like somehow or another the like V Sabers was like off to the side a little bit but this is like you have the guy. On like he's there, like there's no reason you couldn't get a picture of him. There's literally another picture of him on your front page that you took when he whatever when you're touting that he's been hired as you know that his hire was ranked number one by um by USA Today. But you had him there in his Lobos tie, right? And it uh, it's just so funny to me that they just they just took the UVA picture and just like hey let's just change the color of his tie. He doesn't look like that anymore, y'all. That was many years ago. Like he's a, he's he's a much older man now. Like uh, uh, it's just so funny to me. Oh man, the co- the the whole thing is uh, just so weird. He the, the the whole thing about how he wanted to you know get back into it the day after. Oh, uh, you know just. Yeah, I anyway. hope that's just coach speak to, so that you know other ads weren't nervous about hiring him. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Maybe I mean, like is. the way that the way that he said it, if you watched it, I don't know if you guys watched it. Was he wasn't like, oh man, like you know, I was ready to take another. It was more like I almost, I like re- almost like a regret. Like now, what do I do? Like, um, if and he, then he made a joke that his wife probably right. didn't even wait that long before she wanted him to go back. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think it was kind of more like I got the itch to like I it's what I do sort of thing. Right, here's my thing. All right. He preached hard things together and all this nonsense, right? And then he decided he wanted to hang it up. Even if he thought for a moment that that was true, right? Even if it was the day after, even though his ranch sold like 37 seconds later. All right. But even if he thought that that was true dude you can't like that's so disrespectful right it's like it's just like of all the people that you kind of like just left in your wake like come on man like oh man i don't know anyway all right we should become a bronco free podcast from here on out hey you brought it up i know i did and i couldn't help it i just you wait yeah i mean we'll see him again in the whatever bowl it's destiny we got a lot of openings on the out of conference coming up before we join the Big Ten, yeah. uh, anyway. can you imagine go something, play Bronco? Something tells me they're game? not going to be in a hurry to schedule to New Mexico. <laughs> if Bring Bronco it, back, now. Bronco Mendenhall Day at Scott Stadium. Whoever hey, wins is our coach. If, <laughs> if they can, uh, they can, uh, they they can uh, recognize Bruce Smith on the field. They can definitely recognize Bronco Mendenhall. 
Well, it is kind of weird if you think about it. Like, so Mike London, they, they play, you know, they coached with him against his old team when he was here at Richmond, like his first game. Um, then he coaches against his own successor who coached, he obviously coached against UVA. And then he coached against Mike London again when Mike London was at William and Mary. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, you know, it's just weird, like how many like overlaps there are. And then Bronco coached, I got BYU, like when he was here. Um, so like history says, we'll probably see him again <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And he'll be like, I don't remember anything from my time there. I don't remember anything. I just, another we, game. Well, <laughs> just another game. Coach Will he have I remember shield? when he got hired here, they were like, do you remember that crazy game you played here like 18 months ago? And he was like, I don't remember anything about it except that it <laughs> rained. <laughs> I think okay. Dr. Bob called a pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you lost. Do you think he brings the shield and the, and the ham and the sledgehammer? Breaking the rock and the whole nine. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, oh, that's the rock. Stuff. I don't know. That was a Sean thing or whatever. Whatever his well, name Mike, was. Mike Norvell Chris. stole it from him, and it's, it's what Florida State has it now. So, yeah, Grizz. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I like it, Earn not giving all that stuff. He brought that here. He can take it wherever he wants. Yeah. Wants no, I, I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind the idea that, um, that, you know, he he's going to take his stuff with him. Um, by the way, Grizz is at SMU for the record. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. breaking rocks. Yeah, SMU is pretty good. We'll breaking rocks, very soon too. Um, oh, I didn't realize that they're the hilltop. Griswold arrived on the hilltop after four seasons. <laughs> Come on, oh, I'm man. gonna Let's use do that it. in every preview. I know, right? <laughs> Just like when you when you talk about Georgia Tech, you got to talk about the flats. Um, yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that is a good place to put a pen in it for this week. Like I said, next week we'll talk um, signing day. And then uh, the next week, I think it'll probably be a Thursday night recording. We're going to talk the year that was 2023. Should be a good time as always. If you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or review, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you're somebody who has... Found the pod, but has not given us a look at the website yet. Check us out at CavsCorner.com. Um, listen, there is at any moment with the portal, anything could happen. It could it could literally be happening right as I'm saying this. Though technically, you wouldn't know the exact time frame because this will be posted later. Anyway, give us a look. That Louisville kid could be in the portal right now. That Louisville kid could be on his way to Charlottesville. You don't know. I, I doubt it, but you know, if you don't, you don't know. CavsCorner.com. Uh, I want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show. And, of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for giving graciously their time. As always, I very much appreciate all they do. So, for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. See you soon.